Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name's Colin and I play Cuban de Greymont, a paladin from Gavany. Hi, I'm Spencer. I play Caddo Chasseur, a cleric also from Gavany. Hi, I'm Brian and I play Ogvar Shawfoot, a ranger from Keswick. Hi, my name is Samantha and I play Elora Greyvale, a sorcerer from Nefalia. After the weary travellers disembarked their wagons at the Wheedling Weasel, everyone got to enjoy a good helping of the hearty fare on offer. Our companions concluded that chicken seemed to be the dish of the day. In fact, probably any day with a Y in it. With their bunks beckoning, the party retired for some rest and respite. Or so they hope. Episode 56, Boons, Breakfast and Boats. Okay, so you'll head off to bed. I'm assuming you're each going to find yourself um, a bed to uh, bed to pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. all yes. Yep. So we've retired and gone up to bed. Yeah. Okay. Was it UD six? I know you said it was different sizes sides, didn't you? Uh, no. So um, the room that when you go up to the first floor, um, there are more. There, there's big corridor, and off those corridor are kind of other big rooms. And in this room, some of them you've got these kind of double, um, like, um, what do you call it, bunk beds. Some of them have just got single single beds, uh, but they're all just mixed. It's literally just a case of grab yourself a bed, there's a key in the lockbox at the end of the bed, pop your stuff in, lock it up, put it in your pocket, go to sleep. It's it's just open, you just pick where you sleep. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll bag your bottom bunk somewhere. That way the dog can curl up on the bottom of it. Alora's a bit lighter than the lad, so she'll take higher location. Well, uh, I suppose I'd better uh, go on the bottom, because nobody wants me and all my armour perched above them, do they? <laughs> well, the only problem with that is that hot air travels up, so I'm not going above him. Oh, I, I suppose I wouldn't have to take it. Okay. I'll climbs up onto the top bunk, um, fully dressed. <laughs> That's it. Okay. I assumed Glorious Esther's with us as well. Yes, Esther's um, darted off and she's she appears with with a kind of nightdress on and a little nightcap on. <laughs> says, oh well, um, two to pips, sweet dreams. Um, I'll be over here if you need me. And she climbs up to the top bunk of another bed. Um, and where she is, there's there's a, a burly looking guy in the bottom bunk, and as she kind of goes up the steps, even with her kind of slight weight, it, it creaks horrendously, and you hear him kind of go <laughs> on the bottom bunk. And you have got there are quite a, quite a few kind of mercenary types, merchant types in in these rooms with you. See, 
it's actually quite noisy, you've got kind of snuffling and snorting mercenaries, the old fart, um, and you, you, you occasionally hear from like the far corner room where it looks like some kind of rich merchant has set up camp, you, you can hear some very opulent sounding snores um, from that side of the room. So, I've got... <laughs> Laura's got a potion of endure elements. Is she going to need that for this room? <laughs> <laughs> you might need that focusing candle. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> um, so you all uh, gradually drift off to sleep. Overnight, you all have dreams. Laura, your dream mainly focuses on the kind of lapping waves on the shores of Nefalia, kind of where you grew up and the rivers, you can hear it's, it's very much water, you can hear a lot of kind of burbling water and you're actually very relaxed and very calm um, it, it's a very calming sound, it's very soothing uh, it's something you're really used to and it's, it's just very peaceful, it's very tranquil um, and when you wake up in the morning or overnight you are granted Create water once a day as oh. a supernatural ability. Ooh. So okay. once the crowd a day. Went, Ooh. <laughs> so once a day, you can use create water as the spell uh, with free of charge. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Ogvar, your dreams take you to the vast hinterlands of Kessig. And throughout the night, they cycle kind of through, almost through the season. So it's a lot of pine trees, but you you kind of, you almost go through the seasons in your dreams. So from summer to spring to autumn, uh, spring to summer to autumn to winter. Um, and you almost feel kind of like the passing of time. You get this very, this sense that you're stood still, but the world is still moving around you. Uh, and you, you can see various creatures through the undergrowth, through the litter. And you occasionally catch glimpses of what you think might be your old master moving through the trees in, in the forest and darting through hunting or tracking something. Again, this very tranquil, very peaceful, and it's it's high, all of this is hyper realistic. You can feel the kind of spongy loam under your feet as you stand there. You can feel the breeze on your face, the smell of pine and wood, an occasional kind of whiff of smoke from a far off campfire. It's it's all hyper realistic, but again, really tranquil, really calming, um, and you will gain overnight plus one natural armor. Oh. Mm. Oh. Thank you very much. Okay, Cumin. Overnight. You have dreams of your childhood, of your family, growing up with Casper and kind of playing uh, and having fun. And, you know, your dreams almost progress through this uh, idyllic childhood kind of memories, these really good memories, and it, it progresses through into when you're in the church and the heat of battle and practicing. And you almost stood in a courtyard practicing sword swings and flail swings. Um, and again, it's really tranquil. And you almost feel that as you each swing of your sword, of your flail, of your weapon, you almost feel yourself become tougher and more uh, serene almost, uh, as if every swing is releasing kind of stress. And you will also gain plus one natural armour. 
Okay. So with the natural armor, you will need to adjust your um, touch armor. Okay. Touch armor. So that will go up by one as well. Yeah. Uh, and that'll be a permanent one because it's not obviously physical armor. Cado. Overnight. You have dreams of your time in the church, uh, visiting the church as a young lad, um, living with your grandparents, uh, visiting the church for uh, almost like a Sunday mass, um, and you have dreams which mainly focus around pickle, and these dreams focus on almost running through um, forested areas over the flat plains of Gavney with pickle by your side, and it's almost like you're flying over the land. And as you're kind of moving over the land, and this is this almost supernatural speeds, you're you're almost flying like a bird. Your kind of your your vision in the dream begins to fill with white feathers, which kind of curl and fall softly around you. And again, you get this this wave of calm, this tranquil peace, um, a very kind of purifying, and you feel this really strong holy connection to Avicen. Um, being cleric you're used to your prayers and this feels like when you're praying but a lot more intense and a lot more pure and you gain an extra second level spell slot per day mm -hmm. nice it's and a good place to keep this isn't it yeah. and as you're all having these dreams nothing disturbs you through the <coughs> night um, even though as Esther will probably tell you, there's, she was woken up several times through the night by people moving around and moving in and out, or the occasional really loud chump in the corner. Um, you have one of the best night's sleeps you've ever had, and if you have any hit points lost, or any uh, non-lethal, you can wipe the slate clean. And... Yeah, I was fully off your cart over there, Sandy. Yeah, Laura's yeah. <laughs> feeling good. <laughs> And this tranquil feeling, these tranquil feelings, your tranquil surroundings, they, persi they persist until you are ru rudely awoken by an intensely loud siren. Almost. Oh, what? 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 What on earth is that? Oh, wasn't me. I was, I was having what such a time? nice sleep. I'm guessing that's Eventually. The, that's the klaxon, I'm guessing. Oh. oh. Up and at him. And as, as this kind of clacks, you, you've seen that there are a couple of people groaning on the floor where they've almost jumped out of their beds in fright. But people are now starting to get up and get a hustle on with the day. And it, this klaxon has resounded throughout the building. So does Esther, when Esther jumps off her bed, does she parachute down with a night nightdress? No, Esther hasn't jumped off the bed. Though. Oh, okay. There, there's an image I just had vi wants. Yeah, I just had <laughs> visions. The poor guy underneath. <laughs> oh, God. Um... Could be worse. Could be your bat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Mm. <laughs> and you've got almost this flurry of activity as these kind of blokes are getting up, stretching, belching, scratching the stomach, and starting to get ready for the day ahead. Um, you will, of course, all remember that Leopold told you that this klaxon will wake you up. You will have enough time to have breakfast and everything else you need to do. Okay, and now you've woken up, you've all levelled up as well. So. If you want to go around the Yay, table, leveling up. Woo! -hoo. Who wants to go first? Uh, left to right, right to left. Um. Oh, I'll go first. There you go. Right. Uh, Kewin has an extra six points 
to his hit points. Uh, through the overnight sleep, obviously he gets a plus one to armor, which takes him up to 20. Uh, he's changed his one uh, weapon focus from a heavy flail to a bastard sword. And he's also taken the feat Exotic Weapon Proficiency for the bastard sword. Uh, and he used his two extra skill points into survival. Okay, cool. Uh, Gado is now a level six cleric. Uh, I took the feat Sacred Boost, uh, which will uh, maximise my ability to heal the party if I use up uh, turning slots. Uh, my uh, base attack bonus went up, as did my Fortitude Reflex and Will saves. Uh, I gained seven hit points. Positive roll there, well done me. Uh, and I used my two uh, skill points uh, into Diplomacy to improve my Diplomacy score. Okay, cool. Uh, Ogvar is now a level six ranger. He is at 37 hit points, uh, has gained uh, 1 plus 2 natural armour, and has taken the feat Precise Shot. On levelling up, Alora has now got 31 hit points. Um, she has exchanged her level 1 Light of Lunia spell for a level 1 Mage Armour spell. She has taken uh, the feat Improved Initiative. She has access to one new cantrip and she can now cast level 3 spells. Rowan's hit points have now increased to 18. Okay, awesome. So now that you've all kind of woken up, um, what are you doing? Uh, I suppose we'd better go and uh, have a bit of brekkie. Breakfast. Well, you know what they say, an army marches on its stomach. Well, I heard that somewhere. Probably read it in a book. Well, Kewin certainly does, and Esther reappears kind of by your side, fully dressed, pack ready to go. Morning, Esther. How are you doing? Oh, um, wonderful. A bit of a disturbed night's sleep. Yeah, but... I was going to say, I, I, I didn't sleep that well. But I did have a dream. Kind of funny oh. dream. I'm not quite sure what it was. You know when you dreamt something and you know you've dreamt but you don't know what it was? I, I, I suppose so. You know, I had a dream once where I was being chased by a wheel of cheese, but... A wheel of cheese? Uh, right, I'm not sure whether I should ask about this or not, but speaking of wheel of cheese, I think it might be breakfast time. I mean, do you eat wheels of cheese for breakfast? I, I don't. I don't know. If it's on the table and there's nothing else, I guess you'd eat it. Cumin oh, well. would probably eat it. Hmm. Well, I, I suppose we should get going then. Yeah, good idea. Uh, where's the bathroom? <laughs> Right. Oh, a uh, bathroom's just over there, and she points over her shoulder towards a doorway, and there's right bathroom down there. And Laura's going to shuffle off, go to the bathroom, and then shuffle downstairs, having all the gear with her and everything. So. Yep. Okay. I think us fellas have just headed straight to breakfast. Yeah. We've yep. got. I've got all my stuff ready. Talking about dreams is not our kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you get downstairs, it is again this hive of activity that you had the night before. Only there's less alcohol involved this morning. Um, again, you've got these couple of barmaids rushing around behind the bar. This time they're taking breakfast orders. Um, and now calls are going out for table number three, table number three. And you can see plates or, or ch almost like these wooden trays with, with plates of kind of um, bacon and sausages going out. And again, it's this really hearty looking meal, this good looking meal. Um, and when you look around, you can all make me a um, spot check. I think Laura's wearing the fried eggs on her head. 
over her eyes mostly, like a pair of glasses. Oh, what a way to start the day. That's funny. That would be a nat 20. Nice. I'm seeing everything. Right, Laura got a five. Five. 20. 20. Not a nat 20. Okay. 11. 11. Okay, so with the exception of um, Elora, possibly because you're too um, intrigued by all the hustle and bustle going on, like looking, craning, looking at someone's tray as they walk past you. Um, the rest of you, when you take a look around, you can see that Leopold, uh, Leopold, Ricky, Jeff, Ben and Big John are not yet downstairs. Uh, so it's just you guys at the moment from your little group. Um, but the in the cold light of day, this um, this kind of pub looks this inn looks a lot more battered and worn down. Um, you could probably say that with the lamplight and the firelight in the evening, it, there's a lot of shadows being cast in the corners. And with the kind of daylight now, you've got the fire is crackling. Um, it's uh, it's a low fire. Obviously, hasn't been stoked up high, but there aren't any ca- any candles or any anything um, any. Uh, like there's a big kind of iron wrought chandelier which you'd fill up with candles. This it isn't lit, uh, and you've just got the kind of cold daylight streaming in through the windows, and you can see it's a lot more kind of dusty, uh, a lot more uh, broken. You can see kind of cracks in the windows, um, with some cracked panes of glass, and it just looks a bit more drab and dreary and a bit more cold, a bit less lively at the moment in the morning. Although there's a lot of hustle and bustle going around, it looks quite quite cold. Um, but there's uh, there's a couple of free tables. Um, I'm assuming you're probably going to go and find one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I think we'll do the same. Pull the tables yeah, together again, like we did. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the table you pick up is table ten, um, and it's it's quite a it's it's a table in the middle of the room. Um, so there are quite a number of people kind of pushing past. Uh, but it's it's you know it's just a table. Um, looks like it's got four legs at each corner. Have we pulled? Is table eleven next to it? Have we pulled table eleven across as well? Have we? Uh, are you pulling table eleven? Yeah, across? yeah. But we pulled tables across last time, so we probably okay. do the same. So tables ten, eleven. You pull them together, um, push them together. Again, it's a bit difficult with all the kind of uneven floorboards. The legs are catching. You're having to kind of half lift it, half drag it. Um, but yeah, you, you, you push these, put these two tables together and you can see that on these tables there are already a couple of menus just left, like these bits of paper tacked to hardwood boards. And when you pick up these you can tell that some of them, the, the tacks are actually sticking out the back, so, you know, it's rough. <laughs> right, okay. well, uh, just, well, I, I assume it's just a set breakfast, just one breakfast then for me. and. Yeah. Yeah. Just we'll just order breakfast for everybody. And yeah, I'll have a full gathering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on the menu there is um, there is like a full breakfast. There's a couple of like kind of lesser like lower tiered breakfasts. They've almost put like tier A, tier B, tier C breakfasts. Tier A is where you've got your bacon, your sausages, your beans, all the bits, and tier C is where you just kind of got a bit of a round of toast. Um, and in the restaurants there are those. Um, coffee available there's water and there's watered down ale available uh, right well Laura will have a TSC and some coffee and she's going to pull out um, a th- there is um, a book that she was given by Zafia at the spine mine which was a navy leather bound journal 
Yeah. And Laura's going to, she's not, you know, in the last couple of weeks, she hasn't had much time to really sit down and look at this. So she's having a good look at it and she's going to start and write out some of what's happened in brief notes to try and bring her up to date. Okay. Try and keep a a track of what's been and gone since she she reached um, initially Drunau rather than Gloomrest. Okay, so you're you're starting to just kind of write down your adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm fancying the the old number A with a nice coffee. What do you you two reckon? I'm with you, Kieran, yeah. We wholeheartedly agree. What about you, S? Are you uh, having toast or are you joining the big boys? Oh, I'll, I'll join the big boys, I think. Oh, there we go then. Are you sure, Laura? Yeah, I've, I've got some hot pastries in Orland, so I'm just going to, you know. <laughs> Lifetime supply of pastries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's no problem. Right then. Uh, I suppose I'd better go up and. Uh, well, should we, uh, when the uh, lads come down, should we, should we buy them breakfast? You know, they bought us. Leopold bought us. In the room, isn't it? I, I don't know. Does are they included the breakfasts? Uh, did I say them? I think I said they were. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, yeah. well there we go then. Don't even have to pay. Awesome. Yeah. Oh! Get an extra sausage for the dog. Yes. Yeah, okay. just order everybody some breakfast, and you know, if they come down, they come down. You know. Does any breakfast come with toast? Uh, the full breakfast does. Yes. Well, we might as well have all have the uh, five full breakfasts, and then we can pinch the bits and pieces. Yeah, we'll have we'll have a little spare off of Laura's plate. Yeah, it works for me. Awesome. There we go then. Ha ha. She's just gonna. Laura's just gonna shrug and get back to writing. Does, does yeah. anybody want my mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was about to make a joke about beans, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so free mycologist, is it mycologist? Free mycologist with every plate. <laughs> so you head over, you order your breakfast. Um, it's, it has been prepaid um, for you. Uh, so you, you order your breakfast, and it isn't long while you're sat there uh, before you get a call of 10, 11. Over here, young lady. The tray is left on the bar. Oh, I suppose we'd better go and get the saddles. <laughs> <laughs> don't think much of the waitress service here, but hey, hey, oh. Well, for God's sake. At least the food's good. It's for God's sake, Q, and they're busy. They're busy. Okay. So, Q, and I'm assuming you're going to go and grab the trays. Yeah, I'll go yeah, grab one. Uh, I said to, uh, I might need more than one person to carry all these five trays. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'll, I'll come and help carry. <laughs> Damn, I had balance check right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> I had a feeling you might. <laughs> Esther will pop up with you and give you a hand. And can I say we're all right there? Yeah. So you bring the trays back to the table, and when they're placed down in front of you, Walkvar and Alora, they are full plates of steaming breakfast. And when I say full plates, I mean the plates are bigger than your normal kind of plates you'd get in the guild. And it is piled on with beans, eggs, round of toast, bacon, sausages, um, kind of all these kind of breakfast foods you can imagine. It's just piled on. Alora's looking up and going, ah, hang on, Orland, open up. She's going to put a pastry, she's going to put a pastry back in Orland and she's going to pull the plate towards her because suddenly it's looking really appealing. 
Um, so you've got these plates of steaming breakfast and they haven't skimped on anything. I mean, there's like three rashes of bacon, four sausages. They are big meals. Um, you get your money's worth here. Uh, and to, along with these, you get a big, big kind of tankard of, of your drink of choice, whether it's coffee or ale. They don't do anything other than tankards here. Okay. 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 So I take it you're going to put your book aside. And, yeah, yeah. Book, yeah. yeah, pop the book away um, and give that up for now. Okay. This looks like a nice snack, doesn't it? Good way to start the day, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yes, it, it looks very appetising. And Esther digs in straight away. <laughs> So how long have we got until the ferry goes? Well, I assume we've got to uh, at least wait for Leopold to uh, make an appearance. Unless he's outside already. Right. Okay. I was going to go and try and squeeze in a quick prey. Oh. My morning, yeah, well. My morning devotions straight after breakfast. I thought I might wander down to where the ferry is and, and, and crack it there. Cause I can always finish off on the ferry. What are you going to pray for, that it doesn't sink? Well, I'm hoping that happens anyway. <laughs> I just, just my daily devotions. Fair enough. That's okay, Caddo. Um, I'm going to open the flap in the side of my thing and see if uh, Rowan's still in there. Yeah, Rowan's hanging there. He, he kind of looks up at you from where he's hanging, almost does like a mini pull-up and just goes... <whistles> and Laura's just going to look, wrinkle her nose slightly and push the cover back down on it. <laughs> OK. Yep. So while you're eating your breakfast, it isn't long before Leopold appears. And you're kind of greeted with a, oh, morning lads, morning ladies. How are we doing? Yes, I guess. Morning. Nice wake up call. Uh, yeah, that was a little louder than I expected, to be fair. <laughs> oh, well, you know, when you're on the road, you get used to it, but. Slept very well, though. It's, uh, it's a good place to have a, have a bit of kip, isn't it? Yes, it's not bad, I mean. It'd be nice if the rooms were private, but at the end of the day, place to put your head as it is, decent meals. Well, yeah, they skimp a bit on breakfast, but we've managed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, and uh, kind of following him with Ricky and Jeff. Ricky and Jeff kind of look still half asleep. Uh, Ben's looking around kind of nervously. He's, he's, quite, he's quite a nervous, from, from your kind of travels with him, you can tell he's quite a nervous disposition. Um, he's kind of darting around, kind of jumping and skittering at the slightest noise. And Big John's just following up at the rear, just plodding along. Um... And Big John kind of he he skips the table. He goes straight up to the bar, and you can assume he puts in the orders for breakfast for Leopold and the lads. So Leopold turns to you, goes right. So uh, shouldn't be too long until we're off. Um, we'll get our breakfast done. We'll start sorting out the carriages. Got the tickets. And he waves in his hand at a kind of a bunch, like a small bunch of tickets. Almost like carnival ticket, like fair ticket kind of size. Um, little stumps, terrible stumps on them. And he waves them in the air. Okay, so we've got tickets here. Um, should have another 40 minutes till the ferry starts looking at loading up. So, yeah. As long as you're kind of back at the carriages before we need to get queued up, then, uh, or get called up, then, uh, yeah, should be good. So, you know, there's, there's some time to kind of have a look around. Not much to look at here, but, you know, if you want to visit Don or... Anything you want, really. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to take a wander down to the ferry, uh, Leopold, and just have a look around, make sure it's safe, and uh, uh, I'm, 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 I might have a little bit of prayer while I'm down there. But I'll meet you down there, all right? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Laura's going to slip out the door now. Obviously, eat. She's not going to eat it all, but she, 
you know, she pushed her plate away and, well, if anybody wants any more, there's a bit left. I'm going to go out. I'm not going to follow Callow, but I'm just going to go out and have a look around and stretch my legs and stuff. Okay. Yeah, uh, well, I suppose I could force a bit more. Uh... She pushes the plate across, slides it down the table to Kieran. Yeah. Esther goes. helps it along its way by lightening the load and nabbing a piece of bacon off of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, uh, uh, you haven't touched your mushrooms. Do you want these mushrooms, Agua? Oh, no, no, thank you. Um, they're all yours if you, if you wish. Okay. I, don't, I don't think he's got mushroom left after all that. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I take it, Ogvar and Kieran, you're going to finish up your finish up your breakfast. Yeah, Ogvar will just sit quietly, you know, well, find himself a corner to that, and uh, prepare his spells for the day. Okay. So, take ten. Well, however long that takes. Yep. Do yeah, you? I'm just going to uh, finish off the food. Uh, I'm gonna go, right, right then, I, I, I'm going to go outside and uh, I'm going to see about uh, sorting out uh, this prayer uh, and this spell. Because, uh, I don't have to take as much time as Caddo, but you know, just want to sort out this uh, this spell. Right, I'll see you outside. Nice bit of fresh air. Okay. Right. See you later. Goodbye. Okay. Esther stays with you, Rogvar. She just kind of keeps up a bit of running narrative in the background while you're kind of praying, just chatters quietly to both you and herself. Okay. Um, just keeps you company, really. Um, okay, so, Caddo, you take Pickle with you, I'm assuming? Oh, he goes everywhere with yeah. me, yes. So, as you walk down towards the um, the docks, uh, or the, the uh, kind of pontoon almost, where this ferry pulls up... As you get closer, you walk past um, you walk past Tarns, uh, you walk past the, this um, guard post, um, and again you can see these a uh, couple of bleary-eyed guards kind of wandering around, a couple of them patrolling between buildings, a couple of them a bit further out, and then you've got a couple kind of stood in the doorway of this tower, um, just kind of keeping an eye out. And if you crane your head right back and you kind of look up into the sky, you can see occasionally what looks like a, a helmet kind of bobbing around on the very top of this tower. Obviously, there's someone up there keeping a, a more kind of overwatch position. But as you kind of get down to where the ferry is, you are greeted um, with your kind of first sight of the river Ospid. Where the ferry is, it crosses quite a, quite a large. It's, it, it crosses part way up the mouth of the River Ospid uh, through this delta system and you've got this very, um, it looks very solidly built, wooden um, pier, wooden pontoon um, and it's the kind of, it's, it's got kind of planks lying across it and these very thick, almost like someone's buried um, some reasonably large tree trunks in as kind of support beams and tied, all the, tied them all together. Uh, there aren't any railings up, it's just a flat pontoon. But you can see where the chain um, is anchored uh, on the actual, on the ground, uh, and it's anchored to the left of the pontoon um, into the ground there. Uh, and it's, they are big, thick chains. Uh, they're almost as thick as your forearm. They're really, really solid chains. Um, and down by the river, it's actually quite peaceful. Um, the river is rushing. It's a very fast-flowing river. Um, and you can hear it as it's kind of carving its way along the shores, kind of, you just hear the rushing of water. Um, there's the occasional cry of um, gulls and seafaring birds, um, 
And looking across, you can perhaps, if you make me a spot check again. Slightly less impressive than the last one. Uh, that would be eight all in. Okay. So when you look across the river, try as you might to make out the shape of the ferry. It's you can't you can't really see more than kind of like a, a blurry blob. There is a mist coming off of this water. It's early in the morning. It's a little foggy. Um, and this fog's just kind of hanging over the surface, and you can't really see it. You can hear the sound in the distance of the clanking of chain. Um, which you obviously assume is the ferry coming closer, but you can't see anything past it. Okay, and um, does it look tidal? Does it look like the tide goes up and down? Yeah, yeah I mean, you could perhaps say it does look slightly tidal. Um, this is a delta, it's the mouth of the river. Um, it, it's almost estuary-like, really. Um, so yeah, you could probably say it's tidal. Thank you, Kevin. Right, well, um, well I'll, I'll pick a quiet spot. It's a lovely spot, actually, for a praise. I'll sure pick a quiet spot. Yep. supplicate myself and there are quite a lot of like um, waterside plant uh, waterside foliage there's quite a lot of reeds um, obviously where this this um, pontoon is it's obviously in kind of like a lazy curve outside curve and it's very kind of placid and calm in this really? area um, perfect spot yeah so it's, it's actually really quite idyllic um, a bit of as I said a bit of fog the ground's very kind of dewy and damp um, but you, you could say it might turn out to be a nice day. You can see that there's um, sunlight maybe burning through. Oh, sunlight in the stretch? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, perhaps looking like it's going to burn through the, the kind of fog relatively quickly. That's quite portentous, sunlight in the stretch. Yeah. Okay, uh, Elora. Well, Elora's just wandering around. Uh, I'm just perched against a, a. perched on a box or something that's maybe just outside. Or a trunk that's maybe outside the front of the the inn, just just looking, okay. really at the at the street and just taking in what's around in the street. Pick me a twenty percent interval. Uh, fifty to seventy. Okay, there is a twenty percent chance that if you sat on a barrel, it would collapse. <laughs> this is the kind of place the wheedling weasel is. Um, so yeah, you perch yourself um, on a barrel, on a box, just something that's outside, um, and you just spend some time just taking it in. Mm. Yeah, again, you can see like Haddo, you can see that it might turn out to be a fine day, um, very kind of weak sunlight at the moment piercing through the kind of clouds, and this kind of uh, like fog layer just hanging low over the ground. Um, as you're sat there, you're closer up, um, obviously closer uh, to Tarns, you can hear uh, the noise of him perhaps starting the forge, kicking the forge into life um, from where it's been low burning overnight. So you can hear the sounds of like shoveling as he's throwing in kind of coal or wood, feeding the fire up and just kind of getting ready for the day ahead almost you can imagine. Well while, while she's listening to that she's um, just taken this iron stone that yep. is kind of... She did, it's something I had to attune to, isn't it? Yeah, you, so you have to attune to the iron stone. Yeah. Right, okay, so I've yet to... No, so the attunement, that... pro the attunement process for the iron stone is literally just picking it up. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, right, so obviously I've attuned to this iron stone, but she's going to sort of catch this stone and just... which is circling round the brim of her hat and, yeah. and just have a look at it. It's pink and green, it's really yeah. pretty. 
Yeah, so it's, it's not a strong pink and green, but it's um, a very pale kind of quartz pink and kind of like a jade green. Um, and it isn't, it's not a kind of like in swirls, but it's, it's a very nice kind of mottled colour. Uh, it's only small, kind of palm, it fits really nice in the palm of your hand, and it's very smooth and rounded. Yeah, she looks at it and ad- admires it, because it's actually quite a pretty thing, and then she just sort of flicks it back up onto the, the brim of her hat, and it yeah. just starts to circle. Yeah, so it starts circling along the, the, the brim of your hat, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Kieran. What are you doing then when you wander outside? I'm just going to go outside and have a little wander around, go towards the forge and see what he's doing there. But he's doing mainly um, doing blades and armour and stuff like that. It's mainly, no, so, it's more yeah, so from what Leopold told you, Tarn is someone who people go to if they need emergency carriage repair. Um, so as you wander over again, you can you can hear him starting to warm up the forge, shoveling um, some material to burn into the forge, um, and you can feel it's hot, but it's not the kind of heat where you'd be blacksmithing at. Um, but it is still warmer than the surrounding surrounding kind of area. Um, and when you kind of look over there, you can see that the way the forge is designed, it's uh, an open forge under a canopy almost. Um, this canopy is made of sticks which have been dug into the ground and there's been um, leathers and tarps just kind of stretched over to form an awning. And you can see that where these kind of beams are, uh, these tree trunks and beams, you can see there's bits hanging off, you can see um, like pins for wheels, bits for axles, you can see the odd spoke. Um, there's all sorts of various bits that although you won't be able to go ah that's this you know that it's from a carriage or it's for a carriage and it's something you do that he would use to fix a carriage um, so yeah there's, there's a lot of this kind of stuff rough it's, it's very rough looking it, you can tell there's no real finesse it's not, not the same quality that you know they would use in Gavany to forge armor or even to forge carriage pieces in Gavany it is very rough and ready you need a quick fix there we go. Yeah, yes. I, I'd have a, a look and then I'd uh, probably go down and have a look to see if the, uh, how the ferry's doing. Yeah, so you wander down to the ferry and again you see this um, you see this wooden pier, this wooden pontoon, uh, the reeds, and you see kind of Caddo sat there with pickle. Um, and you can make me a spot check as well. Uh, I, I think my visor just fell down. What was it? That one. <laughs> yeah. So as you as you kind of step forwards to kind of almost kind of put your hand up to your your forehead heroically to look into the far distance, you almost kind of slip slightly on a rock and your hand instead goes tonk and your visor comes crashing down. Damn it, boss! I'm going to have to maybe get a new uh, helmet. This visor is really annoying me. Okay. So some time passes. Um, you'd have finished your prayer, Caddo. You'd have finished setting up your your spells and praying for your spells, yep. Ogva. Uh, and so would you, Kirin, because obviously you've done this while you're kind of wandering around. Um, so yeah. So what's everyone doing? Um, Elora's going to wander down to where the dock for the ferry is, where yeah. the pontoon is, um, and just kind of hang around there, I guess. Yeah. So. As you're kind of stood there at the docks, you've all kind of met back up, I'm assuming you're going as well? Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll make his way down. Yeah. 
Um, as you all kind of stood there, you can tell that the ferry is moving closer. You can hear the sound of clanking chains moving closer. It's very kind of um, rhythmical clank, 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 clank of chain. Um, it's getting louder, it's getting closer. You can hear now the sound of water breaking over um, the, the, the breaking over the front of the ship or, or the, the back of the ship, depending which way you're looking at it. Um, and yeah, you can actually start to make out the general bulk of this ferry now. No, it's it's quite large, presumably, to take carriages and stuff. It must. Yeah, be. it's it's actually really quite large. Um, looking at it, you could say you could probably fit three carriages side by side across it um, at the widest points, and it looks relatively long. Well, that's a decent-sized ferry, but then I suppose it would have to be. Um, she's going to look around and see... Obviously, I presume there's a number of people amassing there, ready to embark. Yeah. So, as as time's gone on, you, you can hear noises coming from the um, from the stables next to the Wheedling Weasel. There's been an increase of noise over there, people getting horses ready, um, hooking them up to the carriages. There's a couple of eager people who are just kind of sat there waiting with their carriages, um, but there aren't many. Um, people have just started to kind of trickle down now almost. Is our carriage down there? Have the boys brought it down? Or? No, it's not down there yet. Okay. Did any of us check with Leopold if he needed a hand with the carriages this morning? No, that's, uh, that's all right. Uh, uh, uh. I never thought of that. I suppose we'd well, better. Well, I think. Well, good, have a look. I think last time we offered, he was just like, "No, no, that's that's the boy's job." And he, he you know, when we offered to offload, <coughs> when we got here, it was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Probably best stay out the way. I mean, we can see him. It's not like he's far away, is it? If he comes into any bother, we can still we can nip up and help him. But they don't look like that sort of crowd, to be fair. No, no. I think they can probably manage. They've got John with them. If John, you think he's a strapping, strapping man, I think he'll be able to uh, help him out. They've also got Ricky and those two waitresses, though. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> right. I think John might do the work of two. <laughs> okay. So, time's passing by, and the ferry is uh, nearly at the shore now. And as it's come closer, you can see that it's actually. Um, it's not so much boat shape, but more like a floating pontoon. Um, it's square, it's blocky, and um, it's really quite flat and wide, really. Um, and as time's gone on, you can see more and more people kind of lining their carriages up. Um, it's all done very orderly, um, people lining their carriages up. Uh, and you hear in the kind of, not in the distance, but in the background, you hear Leopold. You go, right, come on then. Let's get going. Um, it is a question of waiting to get on the ferry, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, shall we all get on to the uh, ferries we were, uh, the, the uh, wagons we were on earlier? Or are we just going to walk on? I think I much prefer the uh, foot passenger. I can get closer to the side in case uh, don't look boats. Okay. Yeah, I, I think this is probably a walk on job. Okay, there you go. Leopold will tell us if he wants us to sit on the wagons while they're on the ferry. No, true. So we'll wait for Leopold to come forth and okay. we'll with him. Yeah. So another five minutes pass and the ferry, the clanking of the chain, stops. 
and it's not long before you hear kind of calling, um, a couple of men calling each other to each other, and then the, you see um, this ramp lowering, and it's quite, it's kind of like um, portcullis style, um, not portcullis style, but there's a couple of yeah, you see men with um, on stood on the ferry turning a big wheel which has got smaller chains which hold a panel up and that just is slowly lowered down to meet the pontoon. And carriages begin to move forwards. Um, as each carriage uh, progresses up the ramp, it stops at the top, and um, uh, one of the men on the on the ferry um, talks to the person in the carriage, takes off ticket, pulls off part of the ticket, and hands us, hands the hands it back. Uh, and then the carriage will progress on to the front of the ferry and stay still. Um, and it's not long before you see the first of Leopold's wagons approaching past you. Uh, Leopold and Ben are on this front wagon. He leans down to you and goes, right, hop on lads. We're off. Hey sir, if we've all got to get on. Yeah, we'll just get on what whatever wagon we were on before. Leopold, do they do duty free on this ferry? <laughs> Ah, uh, no, no, no. Not duty-free, no. Shame. Is it a rule we, we must remain on the on the carriages, dear Paul? Because I'm not a big fan of uh, watercraft. You may not want me on the, uh, on, the, on the wagon. Well, I mean, most people tend to kind of just wander off on the ferry. Uh, oh, OK. As long as I can get off on someone. Yeah, it's an hour crossing, so there's plenty of time. Oh, no. Oh, no, not an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find some way of distracting. You'll be all right, Ultra. No, I'm not looking for this. The boat across the lighthouse was enough. You could always get your cards out. That'd be a distraction. Yeah. Okay, so I take it you're all going to get onto the carriages you were on before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Kieran, you're on the back of the first one with Leopold and Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were Ricky. And Jeff. In the middle. <laughs> Never mind, Jeff. Ricky! <laughs> <laughs> so, Ogra and Caddo, you're on the middle carriage with Ricky and Jeff. And Laura and Esther, you climb onto the back of the wagon with Big John. Oh, we are going on the wagons now. Yeah, to get on. You to have get to on. Oh, Leopold's asked us to get on to get on. Yeah. If that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so, climbing up onto the wagons, you hear the change in, in sound for the horse's feet as they go from compacted earth to kind of um, wooden and then up the ramps and onto the ferry. And there's a stop when Leopold hands over the tickets. You can see him talking to this guy and pointing behind him at the two carriages behind. Guy camps the tickets, pulls the stumps off, hands them back, you know, raises his hand to Leopold. They have a brief chat, you can tell maybe that they're possibly quite, um, you know, they know each other, they've had chats before. Leopold obviously uses this route quite frequently. And then you're moving again and you're onto the ferry. Okay. And John Ricky and uh, Ricky, Jeff and, and Leopold take you to, uh, you're kind of about a quarter of the way up the ferry. There's several carriages in front of you um, and the carriages are brought to a halt. You're right there, Ogva, you're going to be okay. Side by side? Oh, okay so far, but a uh, little apprehensive to say the least. Uh, it doesn't look that choppy, fella, we'll be right. So the carriages are... Um, they're not side by side the way that people have fallen, it's you fill up the next space along. Okay. So you're kind of slightly spread out. There's one carriage in the row in front and then two to the left in 
the next way back. Well, I suppose uh, uh, is it all right to get off now, Leopold, or are we going to stay on uh, the old carriage? Uh, well, yeah, you can get off. I'd recommend staying on until they've finished loading up the ferry. Otherwise, things get a little confusing. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, easy to get confused, I suppose. So, there you go. Okay. So, we're just going to stay there until. I'm going to ask Ricky if he had any luck with the waitresses. Ah, oh, nah, no luck. You know me, I'll do my best, put the charms on, but... Well, didn't work. They looked interested when I was, when I saw you there. I thought you were doing alright. Yeah, so did I. I don't know, I think it might be Jeff. I think, I think he puts him off. Oh, well, you reckon he cramps your style? Yeah, I reckon so. Take Ogvar next time, he's good with a woman. Oh, yeah, I'll have to take you along with me, lad, yeah. They run away from me straight to you. Oh, excellent. Wingman of the century. <laughs> okay, so not much time, not much longer, ten minutes or so perhaps, and there's a bunch of other carriages which have um, proceeded on behind you. And the call goes, you hear a call from the back of, ALL ON! And... we got a bag name, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear the sound again of this lighter chain being wound back up the ramp raising up and it isn't too much longer before you feel the first jerk of movement and everyone can roll me a constitution oh here we go sea sickness chest uh, constitution saving throw so constitution saving throw or a fortitude saving throw uh, fortitude save, sorry. fortitude 16 16 15 15 17 17 one for your dog that's just crap. He's a water spaniel. Do I need to make this roll? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I'm used to being on the water. Are you? Yeah. yeah yes. No. So you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. The dog gets 16. Yep. Okay. So you're all you're all fine. Um, you feel this initial jolt, and the carriages rock forwards ever so slightly. Um, and then you begin to hear the slow clank of chain moving. Um, and yeah, you're off. Uh, is there anything you'd like to do while you're on the ferry? It's going to take about an hour to cross. Right. Right, okay. Right, so. Release the Kraken. No, please don't. <laughs> I'm staying on the wagon, you can deal with it. Okay, so are you doing anything while you're that on the... needs to be on the wagon. So, are you doing anything while you're on the ferry? Is there anything particular you want to do? You've got some bird training. Yeah, let's train them. Okay, so you're going to train Murdoch. Um, yep. Shoot for Murdoch out. Are you actively trying to train him with his. Uh, what was it? His track? Well, he, he, yeah, he learnt. Uh, at level up, he learnt Seek, and before that, he had Theft. Yep. So, um, yeah, we'd like to train him to do more of what we're doing. Tracking, Track, I track, believe it yeah. was, because you've got petty larsity down. <laughs> yeah, we'll go for trap. Okay, so make me a uh, handle animal with all the bonuses on. Yep. 23. That'll do it, yep, 23. <laughs> awesome. So, with that, you complete a second week's worth of training with Murdoch. Uh, and he's getting very good at this now. Um, 
how are you going to train him? Are you just kind of throwing things, or...? Uh, is there any sort of wildlife uh, in the in the river he could sort of like follow? Birds? Or, yeah, or, yeah. I mean, there are some kind of gulls, some seafaring birds overhead, and yeah. you hear their calling. Um, you can maybe see the odd fish or two. Yeah, I could um, tell him to teach him to track those and keep an eye on them and stuff like that. Work. Yeah, yeah, sure. Cool. Okay. So, is anybody else doing anything? Is, is anybody fishing from the ferry, or, or what, what are the other punters doing? Um, so, a lot of these other uh, mercenaries, guards who are hanging around, they are doing that. They are hanging around. They may have be having a bit of a smoke, a bit of a chat. Um, there are a couple who are just kind of leaning over the edge. There's a couple who are being violently sick. Um, nice. Do we need to know anything about Selhof before we get there? I mean, we know we're going to the guild to get rid of all the, the, the trolls' heads, the... Bits and pieces. The, the, uh, what, uh, the package, uh, the, uh, the, the fireflies. Fireflies, thank you, that's the word I'm looking for, fireflies. <laughs> well, we know um, that it's... We've got to drop off the apocryphary stuff. Well, we we know that it's... My teeth um, aren't working properly today. <laughs> apocryphary. The, the stuff for the Apothecary. first roommate's potion. <laughs> <laughs> um, we know that it's one of the four, five main cities in yeah. Drenau. Mm-hmm. Three. Three. Is, it, oh, is okay. there anything we Three. need to do for the quest? I don't believe so. Yes. Or are we just literally stopping off before we go off to What's-His-Name's Tower? I'm well, well we named today. <laughs> no, well, we, we, we were heading for Jenrick's Tower. Jenrick, thank you very much. Mm. Jenrick's Tower. Well, we, we weren't look, actually looking for anything in specific. No. Here. No, it's it's a stopping point on the way point. through. I mean, I I shall go shopping. I'll need a well. I need to arm sword. Yeah. I need to do some armor repairs. Silver and armor. Um, you wanted to buy a um. Or don't know whether I don't know whether I can, it depends on whether I can get it. It may not be. But there's not something specific. N- not everything so is always to, available. We don't need to find a place, or we don't need to know where the best inn is, or we don't need to know where a particular shop. No, because we'll go to the. Guild to stay. engaging so. with the locals. Eh? So <laughs> I'm going to. Not required. I will be trying to uh, sort out my visor. Okay, so you're going to fiddle with that. Um, yeah. You can make a roll make me on. a craft armor check. Nine. Okay, nine. Uh, I mean, you spend some time fiddling with it. You're not sure whether it's actually helped or whether it would have hindered more. Okay. You all right there, Keon? Yeah, just uh, 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 visor, visor, paying up again. Do you want me to have a go and see if I can do something with it? Yeah, I, can I can't guarantee I can fix it, but I, I can have a go. Yeah, I, I, I think when I get to, uh, uh, I might find a when I go looking for a, a, a new sword. Uh, I might see if I can get a replacement helmet with got no visor. Yeah, well, I might be able to do something temporary. I- I'll try. Do you want me to try? Yeah, here you uh, go. Can we remember okay. what happened to her tent? I'm going to, I'm going to cast, <laughs> attempt to cast mending, okay, on his visor. Right. Um, what do you have to do for that then? The last time he sent a tent on fire. <laughs> it's just a. Well, actually, hang on a minute. <laughs> have I got mending? <laughs> it's okay. just, that's the next question. Uh, no, actually, I don't think you I have mending, so no, I you can't. You did have, unless you, you changed have. it. Uh, I think it, Is it a country? It was a country. Well, it was a country, yeah. Yeah. No, actually. Actually, Kieran, I don't think I can do anything with it now I've looked at it. Um, 
I have Esther. a hammer and a pit on it. Um, you want me to drive that in through it? Esther. Uh, yes, yes. Esther, are you any good at mending anything? Um, only if it's darning socks. Ah. No, I think... No, actually, I think you will have to wait until you get into the city, Kieran. Um, I thought I might be able to do something with it, but it seems that... Actually, I can't. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm just going to... Um, she's going to... Laura's going to get out the the notebook again, the, yeah. the journal again, and she's just going to prop herself up somewhere and sit at a corner like while they're going along on the, on the ferry. And whilst looking up and taking in the surroundings, she's going to continue to write in the journal. Okay, nobody else is doing anything special, no. It's hugely tempting to ask Ruthie if he's got his socks that he's got me. <laughs> but I won't. I fear Esther might hit me. <laughs> okay, so half an hour goes past, and you're roughly um, in the middle of the River Osprey now. Um, and you've got this constant clanking of the chain as it's being spooled through. Um, you'd assume by someone below deck. Um, he does look like there's like a little cabin in the middle of the ship, kind of where you see the occasional person kind of wandering below decks. So you'd assume there's a bit of, um, you know, kind of all the mechanics are kept under there and the captain of, of this ferry is. Um, and you're kind of halfway across the river and the current is very strong, um, although obviously it's a change on ferry, you have noticed every time you have been drifting slightly downstream. Um, obviously to a point because obviously the chain falls to water and then it stays where it is. Um, and it's around kind of like the halfway point, so you've got the sun's kind of come over, it's burnt off actually quite a decent amount of the uh, mist, the fog on top of the water. And everyone make me a... Um, not a... what can I see your ship is? Make a... oh shit, here comes trouble roll. Yeah, one of those. Um, <laughs> Everyone make me a Here it comes. She's looking for the spot crank and roll. Make me a balance check, please. Balance. Um, balance. Apply all your arm check penalties, obviously. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. Nine, 19 all in. Okay. 22 all in for Laura. Is that Armour. Mm. Armour. Yeah. All of you, as you've stood there, or, you know, kind of, I'm assuming you probably have got off the carriages and uh, apart from the Laura who sat there, and all of you feel a sudden jolt as the sound of clanking chains ceases and the ferry stills in the water. Ah! What's going on, Cadell? Ah, oh, that's just gone straight across my page. What's going on? I think we've stopped. Uh, Ogva will look across to her. This is more your thing. What's, what's going on? Oh, I don't know. She's going to just quickly put a book, journal and pen back in her backpack as she's looking. Uh, can I make a spot check? Yeah. You're on top of the carriage, are you? Yeah. yeah. Make me spot check then. I'm standing up as well just to have a look at the extra height. Yeah. Okay, you can do that with plus two. Uh, eight, nine, eight, nine, eleven. Do better. Okay. Um, <laughs> right, you are, boss. <laughs> Consider yourself told. Okay, so with an eleven, as you stood up, you can see that a lot of um, 
a lot of these people, uh, a lot of these armed mercenaries, are doing the same thing as you. Um, not stood on top of carriages, but they are looking round. And you hear a cry of Vortex! Oh, uh, what? For Vortex? And as you begin to look around, and everyone can see this as well, people, these people who are armed, these obviously mercenaries, people who are like, used to fighting, they all kind of rush towards where this sound emanated from. And you can see them going to the right-hand side of the boat. Starboard. Starboard, there we go. You can see everyone starting to kind of rush towards the starboard side of the boat and a couple of people leaning over looking at the surface of the water. We said vortex or vortex. Vortex. Okay. That'd be spinny, spinny water. Mm. I'm going to look back to what I said. I told you I didn't like boats. The klaxon roused and rallied the team, and it was all to breakfast before boarding the ferry. Whilst the wagons were being prepared, everyone took a little time to themselves. Caddo wandered to the pontoon to pray for good fortune on the crossing to come, Elora, on the other hand, took the opportunity to record recent events in her journal. Their tranquil early morning drift across the calm, watery expanse was unexpectedly halted at around the midway point, when their floating transport ceased all momentum. Something strange started to occur, with a large foaming disturbance forming at the side of the ferry. Everyone on board waited with bated breath to see what would become of the slightly surreal situation. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Having you as a listener means everything to us. So, whichever streaming service you choose to listen to us with, please give us a like, subscribe and follow. We would love for you to join us on our Facebook or Twitter page, where you can catch up with all of our latest news. While you're waiting for the next episode of Secrets of the Silver City, why not pop over to our website, where you can read all of the information about this campaign, from backstories to setting. All of the links are in the bio of this episode. Join us again next week for the next instalment. Thank you for listening.